1700 The Champ. Interact with the show on Twitter at Hawkeye Huddle and at Hawkeye Huddle 2. Oddly enough, we were just talking about Twitter as we, as we, we certainly were. were. We, we certainly and, were. And, uh, well, we'll leave some of that conversation off the air. Brett Ridge, Dan Craig Jr. with you here. We are at Foundry Distillery. Uh, distilling company in. Well, you can't turn me down, so I can't hear myself. No, I just. We're at the, the Foundry was, Distilling Company in West Des Moines, uh, right here over the railroad tracks in West Des Moines in the Alchemy Lounge. And, uh, you know, there are people in and out of here now. This place is, is, is seeing a few more people, but remember, they're open now Thursday, Friday, Saturday, uh, I believe, till um, 10 o'clock. 10 o'clock. They're later on Saturdays, and I believe Saturdays they go till uh, I think they go to eleven, but uh, they get all kinds of their own distilled spirits in here. Uh, a lot of mixed drinks they can do up for you, and of course uh, this is a great space uh, for a small event. I wouldn't say it's a huge event space, but it's big. Oh yeah, and it's it's nice, right? Leather couches. We're sitting on them right now. So uh, anyway, we're gonna we're gonna enjoy ourselves here as we have each week for the last six weeks. And uh, on top of that, we actually have Hawkeye football to talk about, which is both cool and at the same time just a little bit sad. Um, as the Hawkeyes uh, take it on the chin the other day, 24-20, to 20, uh, game played out in the first half almost exactly like I thought it would. I figured Iowa by three or four points at halftime, getting things rolling slowly and then uh, building. And then I figured they'd just roll away in the second half. And that, of course, did not Happened. Well, it, it certainly didn't. And uh, Chad Listikow, who's a great reporter for the Register, I think he had a comment or a, a notation of statistics, something like the Hawks hadn't scored in the third quarter in the last five or seven games. Something something to that effect. First of all, let's, just, let's call a spade a spade because I'm in a mood. Listikow is probably the only real, true investigative reporter in this part of the state as far as sports is concerned. And I would only say there's only maybe a couple guys that Gazette that are, e- that are equal to him. Um, Mark Halas. Mark Halas. And, and of course, and uh, what's his name who moved on from the Gazette? Um, Doctorman, obviously on right. the athletic, right? Everybody else are like us. They can get a, gather a paycheck, but they're doing they're the, the, no disrespect to the fact that they work and get their paychecks, but there are people that don't do the job. Lissica does a great job. Okay, right. that's what I'm saying. So anyway, he does a terrific job, and that's right. So I have it on my list of stuff to talk about. Iowa, in the last four Big Ten games, in the last four Big Ten games, has uh, a, a, a grand total of, they have no touchdowns in the second half. None. Even against Nebraska last year? None. They, no. Six punts and a fumble before they got the game-winning field goal on the last play of the game. After walk, walking up and down the field in the first half, Minnesota, they were up 20-6. to six. They darn near lost the thing. They won, They held on. They got a field goal, and they hold on and win it, right? Um, you go back. They have not scored a point in the third quarter of their last four Big Ten games. I think it's more than that. I think it's five. Uh, uh, well, he's got, he was talking about the four, but it, it may be five. I'm, I'm look. There's there's certain things. I, I so, thought. So what you're saying is that we're game planning well, but we're not adjusting at halftime because we continue to do the same thing, and the other team has made an well, adjustment. Is that what you're saying? What I'm saying is that's what the indication would be. However, eighty percent of statistics are made up. Exactly. And most and ninety percent of the game is half mental. Exactly. But, Every, everyone knows. Everybody that. knows that. But let's let's. 
Let's actually think. So I was thinking about this, and I, I, the trend last year made sense to me. But when I look at this game, I didn't think the play calling in the second half was at all a problem. Now, granted, we didn't try a bunch. Of, we didn't try a couple of the jet sweeps and a couple of things we tried in the first. But we were running the football fine. Didn't I the mean, Hawks end up with like 190 yards? 195 rushing? yards rushing. They threw for 200. Uh, it's 260. Petrus, 265. Petrus. Uh, uh, Petrus. His um, uh, the the most since John Butcher was the was a first time quarterback. Um, uh, the future never really materialized for Butcher, but either way. Well, well uh, done. Yeah, thank well you. Well played. Um, I, I didn't think that the play calling w- was the problem. Okay, I, I thought obviously penalties, turnovers. Um, I, I believe Petrus missed a number of open guys at various times. I don't so, think that that that's up for even debate. So when we go into this, so Chad, Chad has a great article, and it's a great trend to look at. If it continues, then let's get worried about it. I just didn't think the other day had anything to do with the play calling. Now, maybe it has to do with a broader scheme issue overall of people understanding where Iowa is going. But I thought uh, there were there were opportunities to score in that second half, and they just they didn't get it done. The Hawks end up with nearly 500 yards of offense. Get 20 points. If they rush for over 120 yards, they're like 50 and two over the last exactly 10, 10 this years. This was I an mean, anomaly. In, yes. In, in as I was watching the game, I so I'm sitting there going, "Okay, I like, I love this. We're running the ball. We're running the ball. We're gashing them a little bit. We're getting yardage, and we gash them for 12, and we get a holding call." Ten penalties for 100 yards. The one on Linderbaum right before the field goal was horse bleep. He chipped the guy. The guy goes by. He didn't even grab it. I I don't even know what they called there, right? There were a couple. The false starts are hard to get around, right? Which, by the way, uh, of all people to get a false start, uh, uh, your wide receiver, what in the heck? I mean, seriously. See how I did? I kept it well, clean because we. I don't see, even know we got the seven seconds. Th- th- those are fir- those are first game jitters in a full stadium, maybe, but there was nobody there. It doesn't make any difference. It's still he's a senior. It's still live action. It's still against somebody else who's not on your team. It happens. Okay, I, I okay. Would, I'd be willing to guess. That in the next three games, the Hawks won't have 10 penalties combined. It's going to be. That's, uh, so you see me processing that. It's going to be. Close. Pretty, uh, um, battle. No. You're a little. If you're placing the over under there, I'm going with the over. However, I will agree with you. I believe they, they will clean it up. I do. And I also believe that um, I, I thought, like I say, I think three, maybe four of the flags the other day were crap. Right, they were just they were just crap. Right, a couple well, of them and, were. And we're know, not gonna, so, so my, we're not going to throw this on the officials. No, no, no. But my point is, is it's really easy for that not to happen because if you, I mean, because you know, the officials they called some things that were iffy, and then you see Purdue every time they sent David Bell across the middle, their tight end before the ball was thrown was blocking Iowa's linebacker. I they grabbing a hold of you tech I said it to I said it to um Dave Davison was sitting next right. to me and I said look at him he's grabbed hold of the, the of our linebacker before the ball's thrown. 
and you immediately texted me. Are they blocking our linebackers? And they did it like three or four more times. Now, it was unreal. If the pass, That's not even a pick. That's just holding. If the pass is caught within a yard of the line of scrimmage, yeah. you can block downfield. But these passes were not caught within a yard of the no. line of scrimmage. No. They were thrown down the field four, five, six yards down the field. And I'm like, that's, that's OPI. It's that's blatant. Blatant. That is clear offensive pass interference. Okay. So, so that all, that aside, I think it's going to. I think it's going to. I think it's going to even up. I think you're right. I think it was an anomaly, and I think it's going to even up. I don't know if we're going to go to ten penalties, I, but I was driving down the field in the fourth quarter. They've got a nice drive going. They got about an eight yard game. Kill Sergeant, and he fumbles. And you and I talked before the show. It's not the first time that's happened with him. Um, nope. And. I, I, it it and occurred I, to me, why is this the guy that you've chosen? Because wh- went into a pile at Nebraska last year and wh- fumbled, right? I mean, you wh- know. Why not Goodson? Why not IKM? IKM right. looked great. Yeah. Uh, all the running backs, by, they all looked really, really good, by the way. It's just that the fumbles came, uh, and, and both of them had contact and all. But, and, and both yes. of them were inside the 30 yes. of yep. Purdue. Another way that Iowa could have won the football game just didn't, right? Right. In in. I mean, he gets the they get the first down. They continue to march down the field, whether they get a field goal, whether they get a touchdown, whatever it might be. But Iowa has an opportunity to run clock, continue to gain yards, and score. And it makes it makes everything harder for Purdue. Now, one thing that wasn't hard for Purdue last week was finding number three. Now. In youth football, I coach defense. Somewhere after about the third play, I might have said, okay, you know what we're going to do? We're going to go over under on this guy. Mm-hmm. We're going to go man under. We're going to have a safety following him wherever. And you guys are on an island. Mm-hmm. If you don't have three, you got somebody else, and you got them mm-hmm. all over the field. Tough. Figure it out. But we're not going to let three beat us. They're on the freaking eight-yard line. He walks in the end zone. Nobody touches him. And it's, it, and it's not Barrington Wade's fault. He has put in an Im- impossible yeah, position. Yeah, yeah. Somebody, <clears throat> the, the coverage was screwed it, up. It, they messed it up. The, the one that. Where's Belton? The one that, that uh, um, unbelievably, the touchdown didn't bother me. As much as they had third and six third and five mm-hmm. on their 40 he comes out of the backfield so I'm, I'm just I'm, I'm just watching he comes out and he walks down the 40 yard five yard line so he's two yards short of the first down and he literally just runs it, it this play took like six seconds to develop both of Iowa's linebackers that were in the game because they're playing only two at that point are literally playing three yards off of him and they both stand there and just Watch him. Yeah. It's, and he catches the football, it, and he gets three more yards, and they get the first down. I'm like, go guard him. I mean, what, they weren't guarding anybody. They literally – I understand Iowa plays his own and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Look, you're, that's your zone, right? He's right there. Go get him. He's the only guy on the field that's going to beat you, and nobody went to get him. I'm certain that, that Phil Parker had some choice words yeah, for his – That one was For his up- defense upsetting. in terms of recognizing, okay, you're in zone, but we're not going to pass everybody off no. to the next dude and go, no. hey, uh, here he comes. Um, 
they're going to go up. They're going to hit them. They're going to man up on them. They're going to start knocking people off of their routes. I, You know, we, we didn't realize the loss of Jack Campbell, what that might have meant. Well, and uh, let's face it, Dylan Doyle, Jack Cameron, Campbell, and Jimon Colbert, you, really your top three linebackers are not on this team right Well, now, Neiman right? was one of them. I, uh, Neiman would have been one of the top four is somewhere in there. But really, seriously, when you're rotating as many guys and when you're looking at, okay, we can't cover this dude, who are we going to cover him with? Well, I say it'd been nice to have Colbert in there. It'll be and it, Doyle, Dylan Doyle may be more of a, a you know a rock and sop and guy, and maybe he's not quite as fast. But I, I'm just saying. I don't want to talk know. about Dylan Doyle ever again on the yeah, show. I know, but but Campbell not having Campbell in there, that kind of that's too bad because apparently he's an athlete that that can really do some things. Yes, there are a few things that that are that are too bad. I said to you right at halftime, right before halftime, um, Jack Kerner is is a a good tackler considering he was a walk-on and nobody wanted him right and he and he's a starter and totally totally worth being a big 10 starter right and b uh he's making too many tackles jack kerner is making too many tackles in this football game no question and and if he shows up on the stat sheet at the top of the stat sheet something's wrong i get the iowa idea iowa safeties are supposed to make tackles but that means that the ball has gotten past everybody else it also means that in the in the old days, in in let's harken back to the days of yore, when everyone's favorite Bobby Sanders was making tackles. Yes. Why was he doing that? He was essentially playing linebacker. Right. He was moving up and playing. He was playing a cash. Kind of. He was. He was. He was, he, he was an he extra was, linebacker. He was cash before there was cash. With the exception, we we also had we had we already had three linebackers, but Bobby it was talented enough to go up and make those plays. The Hawks, you could tell that they hadn't done the tackling drills. And this is something that Iowa prides itself on. Yeah. Being a good yeah. tackling team. Yep. And and it was it was lacking last Saturday, and yet they still should have won the football game. They shot themselves in the foot with turnovers inside the Purdue territory. They had one drive where I think they got 65 yards of, of yardage. In 35 yards of penalties. Guys who played well. We have a good punter. Okay. Torrey Taylor played. He's He's got a few things to work on, but, boy, he can kick the ball, can he? Number one. Number two, Davion Nixon. I got thought he played get, great. Just just give him a spell every once in a while so he's not so gassed, right? Because he had seven tackles, and I think he had two assists. I mean, he was he was... He was every bit as good as we've hoped he's going to be. I thought he, was he played great. great. Um, the alarming statistic is Iowa blitzed apparently on about thirty percent of their plays, 15, 15 or so. They got um, uh, they got home zero times. Well, they had two sacks, a few pressures. Yeah, one, they should have had one on blitzes. They had one pressure. That's they, the statistic. They, they should have had, had one sack in the end zone. Uh, was yes. it Wagner yeah, had him he, in, he, at the goal line yeah. and tried to flip him down and he. And he he yeah. couldn't do it. That was a huge play. Um, I like the fact that oh, it's a huge play. I like the fact that Phil was blitzing guys. I, I mean, people were. I man, it's funny when people are watching. Ah, we don't blitz enough. Have you? You must be listening to other people for years past. I mean, he was. I mean, it's basically a third of the plays, right? Yeah, he was. Sending, and he was sending guys, right? The problem, but I'll tell you this. We got to turn can, around and give. You, you got to give Purdue credit for the fact they picked it up. You can send. You can send all you want. If you don't cover number three, it doesn't matter. Right. If if they, if Iowa could have could have covered David Bell, they win a football game. Yeah. 
And, it, and uh, Michael yes. Ojemudia, um, why not just put Hankins on three? And just say, you've got him. Instead of saying, you've got the whole left side or the right side or whatever it is, just say, you've got Bell. They move him all over the place. I don't know. Just I don't say, know that you did that for... You're playing they, four two five. Why not just say, I, you got I him, man. Know. Everybody else is in quarters. Let the linebackers do whatever know. it is. I mean, that's what I would have done. As, as, frustrating, for, as frustrating as it is. Number one, wasn't it beautiful seeing them out there? It was fun. It was no, great. No, I had tears in my eyes when I, they... When they so Urban Meyer read his Big Ten... It, it was it was great, and, and I'll tell you this: I wasn't thrilled with the way obviously the way they played, but there's a lot left. And, oh yeah, and they got they can do a lot they more. Than seven games. They're they're probably better. We'll be back. We'll talk more about it. I have all Back to the Hawkeye Huddle with Dave Creighton Jr. and Brett Ridge on 1700 The Champ. Real sports talk for real sports fans. And we are back here on the Hawkeye Huddle. Brett Ridge, Dave Creighton Jr. with you at the Foundry Distilling Company here in West Des Moines. The Alchemy Lounge. Uh, I believe I'm trying. I I think this is what I've got. This is their new release. It's called The Real Stuff. Okay. Okay. So... uh, just, Apparently we just, can't just, say just we on. need to say just that read. this is, I gotta read. I, well, I need glasses. Essentially, this is a recipe that's very familiar to a lot of people, right? That uh, West that, Central Iowa, that, perhaps. That uh, Scott Bush, uh, who uh, is one of the uh, founding members here of the Foundry Distilling Company, has put into production. You can get the real stuff. It's whiskey. It's you can get delicious. the real stuff, and it's delicious at uh, numerous locations all over central Iowa as far as a local grocery store are right here. Um, and let's just say it's it's made with a recipe that is right off the farm here in central Iowa. There we How's go. that? Uh, and it's pretty good stuff. You just threw it in a little Diet Coke for me right here, and <clears throat> it's going to go down really smooth. It's also melted all the ice cubes. It, it, it actually <laughs> did melt the ice cubes and uh, might have curled my toes after the first set. But after that, we're good to go. Uh, joining us on the program now is our good friend Tom Caker of HawkeyeReport.com. Good afternoon, Tom. Good afternoon, gentlemen. You know, um, so we spent the first 15, 20 minutes kibitzing about uh, ways Iowa could have won that football game the other day, should've. Tom. Maybe should have won that football game the other day, but I, I did my best. We went to break, and we're, I said, you know what? There's no ledge, Tom. No. There's no ledge yet. There's, there's, boy, you can see where they could be good, can't you? You can see where they could be good. I think offensively, you can see that pretty easily, where they're, where they have the potential to be really good. I mean, you look at, they left between 10 and 14 points on the field um, Saturday uh, with, uh, you know, the two fumbles. Um you know, I think they probably the Goodson drive where where he takes on some friendly fire uh, from uh, Inwart, uh He probably scores there, and um, you know, in the upcoming plays, and you probably get some points there. Um, and that the Sergeant fumble that drive, they're probably going to score in that one too. So um, I don't three or or six. So um, I, I think there's. You know, but I think the offense is fine. I think the defense is going to have to work a little bit and uh, and try and continue to grow. I think the pass rush has to get better. I think 
Um, you know, identification of uh, pass defense is probably a problem, too. Uh, you know, how <laughs> David Bell standing open in the end zone is beyond me. After he's had 12 catches in the game, I think he, you probably want to guard him. But uh, <laughs> what do I know? Well, you know about the same as we do, Tom, because that was the pretty much a big part of the first 14 minutes <laughs> was, of this conversation. Now, you had a different you had a different perspective on the game because you could see, you know, when you're in the stadium, you can see guys who are open. Were there a few yeah. more Hawkeyes that were maybe, you know, running free that maybe Spencer uh, Petrus as, as a first-year, first-game quarterback might have missed a few guys here and there that <clears throat> also might have changed the complexion of the game? Yeah, I don't. I thought Spencer was fine. I, at the first two drives, I thought he was anxious, which isn't completely natural. Absolutely. I mean, you, you yeah, he was amped. Expect, you, you expected him to be a little, a little hyped and uh, probably overshoot it. I, that's why I thought kind of the the first two drives were a little curious because they were really pass heavy, and I thought just to kind of calm him down, you feel like you can run the ball, and it showed in the game that you could run the ball. Because uh, you had 195 yards rushing, why not just lean on the run the first two drives and and uh, get some play action, get some comfortable throws going for uh, the young guy? But uh, I I thought Spencer was fine. He you know, maybe the, some of the rollout plays he had a little too much heat and a little too too much height on the ball. But other than that, he was I thought he was good, and um, he's probably the. Tom, we lost you. Say that again. Uh oh. We may need we may need a little help getting Tom. Oh, back. hello. Oh, oh there, you, there he is. There you are. Hello. Yeah. You're on mute. I thought the offense. <laughs> yeah, I thought the offensive line was uh, offensive line was fine, um, except for the the false starts, and that's I I really kind of attribute that to lack of working. In, in camp and game settings and things of that nature. You know, Tom, I thought Larry Jackson came out and looked, frankly, not like him. First two or three series, he was it, it, awful. It was like, then, yeah. what, what, where did Alaric go? But then, then he got better, and I thought as the game progressed, I thought he played really, really well. Any idea? Yeah, he, he's trying to learn how to play – uh, with a different weight, you know, he, yeah, uh, I think it's pretty well documented. He's, um, vegan. adopted a vegan lifestyle. He's dropped some, it's fairly clear. And he said that he's still 320. He ain't 320. No, uh, he's just no. not. No, that jersey's he's, hanging he's on. Probably, it really is. Maybe 295. Yeah, he really, seriously. Yeah. He's probably, I and I'd heard maybe he was about, 305, but I, I have my doubts on that too. I kind of think maybe he's under, yeah, um, under under 300 at this point, and and good for him for adopting a healthy lifestyle. I'm all for that. Um, you know, um, it's you know, adopt a wish vegan, I could vegan <laughs> lifestyle. I, yeah, I wish. <laughs> Can we all lose a few pounds? <laughs> um, but uh, um, yeah, it's uh, good on him for doing that and and living healthy. But um, it's just it's an interesting choice for a guy who's a lot of money on the line um, right. this year. I, I was talking coming into the stadium. I was talking to an NFL scout, and um, he was there. One of the guys who was looking at was Alaric Jackson, and 
Um, and I was telling him about the vegan thing, and he was like, "That's interesting." <laughs> Just kind it's of, real, it's real you know. right, right. And well, he he definitely mm-hmm. he definitely looks thinner. There's well, no, he better not get driven by the Colts because he won't go to what's that place with the shrimp cocktail downtown? Then almost. Yeah, he's not going to be going there and having the prime rib in the the shrimp cocktail. You know who is really good? Is Tyler Linderbaum. Yeah, he's really good. He's really good. And, uh, I mean, he got the one holding call the other day, but like I said, that was crap. I mean, I thought he played terrific. And people forget, this is, you know, they moved him over from defensive line last year, and here he is. Tom, he's, he's, what's that, his 15th, 14th start at center? Yeah. Yeah, he's really good. Um, he's really talented. Uh, I really like what I um, what I see from him. I, I think he's got a chance, you know, to be a, a special player at the University of Iowa, and um, and and really, really um, just super skilled. So, um, lot to like with uh, with him, um, you know, moving forward. All right, hey, let's let's switch over to basketball real quick because the um, the the news today. To, we'll go back to football, by the way. The uh, the the, uh, the news today: the Hawks are going to definitely get North Carolina in the Big Ten ACC challenge. Whenever they decide to tell us when everybody's playing, uh, that's. I believe that's I had that, get. by the way. I believe I had that right. Oh, Yo, you, you did. did. That's, you did. That's right. Three weeks ago, you had that. Tom. Um, and, and you know the. I, there, there's a number of fun parts about this. First of all, you know, obviously, um, it's North Carolina. But even though they were 13 and 17 last year, they had a bunch of injuries. They got a couple five-star right. guys coming in. They're, They're playing be, Carolina at It's going to be fun. And so what's really fun about this is, is this is obviously the, one of the best basketball teams Iowa's had in quite some time. It'll rank up there. And they're going to have the schedule to go with it. It may be a shortened schedule a little bit, but they're going to have the schedule to go with it. This is going to be really interesting. When are, when are they going to let us know when all this – any idea, Tom, when they're going to let us know when we're going to play? <laughs> yeah, I heard um, like a day or two ago that it sounds like we might get a Big Ten schedule next week. Um, so fingers crossed. That Will we there get a be Big any bye weeks? Week. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think we're just. Um, I think we're. I think they're going to try and get going. Um, basically, about a month from now. They're going to try and get the, the MTE thing, the event that they were going to have in at Iowa anyway. Um, I think they're going to do that, uh, play a couple games. I think they'll probably play Iowa State, hopefully, um, North Carolina, Gonzaga. Um, you know, and that might be about it. I mean, it's I, Fran has said they're going to play the play the maximum, so we'll see what else he's got. Is that Big East thing um, off? Big East thing's off. Yeah, the Big East thing's off. The the Gamut Games is is off. Oh, that's too bad. Um, They should not going to happen. Yeah, it would have been fun to play Creighton this year, but um, But, I mean, not going to happen. Good. Yeah, Yeah, right. So, unless uh, that doesn't mean that they couldn't schedule each other. You know, they could just say, "Let's say, let's uh, let's screw that. Let's just go play." Right. Right. We're close. Right. Right. Let's let's make a game. You know, McDermott calls up Fran, says, hey, let's do this. We'll come to Iowa City, or let's meet in Des Moines, play at the right. well. Um, God, you know, what do you if think? I, if I'm if I'm Fran, Fran or McDermott and I have, like, a gap, like an oh, yeah, eight-day yeah, yeah. gap, oh, yeah. why wouldn't you call each oh, other yeah. and say, hey, 
let's do home and home. I don't care. You come to our place. We'll go over there. I mean, it's not like the Quest Center sucks. See, I don't want to get away from football too much, but do you, get, Tom? Do you get the feeling? I mean, Fran obviously would would feel comf- confident, but do you get the feeling he's really confident about this this season that he's he's really confident in the team? You got to keep had. in mind he played on the Penn team that went to the Final Four. I, I, I just I get the well, feeling this is. I would be. I would be really confident too if I had Luca Garza on my team. Well, I, well, well yeah, that's him. true. Yeah, that's true. You know, I got the National Player of the Year on my team uh, that I'm going to be rolling out there, and I've got uh, three really good shooters that I can go out there with him, and and a point guard that doesn't turn the ball over. I would feel really confident about you know just hey we'll, we'll go all right you know really really who's gonna who can I mean. Literally, yeah. guys. Let's be honest here. What what player in the country can guard Luka Garza one on one in the block? LeBron, where he's going to get either of <laughs> no in, in the college game in the college game, right? Who's going to who's going to guard Luka Garza and come out of that with you know saying I really shut him down? Greg right. nobody. tag. <laughs> nobody. There's well, nobody you know, in some, the college game. Somebody posted on your uh, on your board the other day. A really interesting question. You go back over the last 30 years of Iowa basketball. Who would you choose to add to this team? I answered that one. It's not, the, it's not the last 30 years. He just said the 60s, 70s, and 80s. He didn't okay. say 90s and 2000s. Because uh, my, my initial answer, if you give me everybody, would be Aaron White. See, um, I, uh, it's a great it's a great answer because if you look at what Iowa has, you'd have to think about a complementary player to what they have. And what they would need, and they don't have a lot of holes, right? So now you're starting to look at rebounders, guys who can go to the hole. Aaron Ryan, White's a, Aaron Ryan White Bowen. Uh, Aaron White's a great uh, um, Ryan Bowen. Is there, I did I go back far enough? You know the guy Stokes? that I picked when he said when he said sixties, seventies, and eighties. So I went with Don Nelson. Well, that's and, a good and, choice. Sixties, <laughs> yeah. There, there you go. But NBA Hall of Famer Don Nelson. Well, yeah, and, and, you know, a frequent weed user. Yeah, the only <laughs> well, the only position that you don't know for sure that you, about is, right, is, your, right. is your big forward, right? Your extra guy who can board. I even said maybe Reggie Evans, right? Right. I, I think Tom's got a hit with Aaron White, right, because he can score in, in, in any number of different ways. But really interesting question, and you're right. How can you not be confident because of that? All right, we got two minutes. What do you think? Uh, what do you think's going on this weekend in Kinnick Stadium? Uh, nobody there to watch besides friends and family, Tom. But Iowa Northwestern and Tom and Tom. It's gonna be. It's gonna be weird. It's gonna be weird. Um, I think um, I think Iowa's going to win. I think it's going to be close. Um, I like what um, I, I, I like this Iowa team. I think they've got a chance to to play well in this game. But um, Northwestern is much better with uh, Peyton Ramsey and new offensive coordinator. Um, they they have some competence there. But I also think they went up against a Maryland team that's probably the worst team in the Big Ten this year. So clearly, um, you know I. Yeah, I just I Worse think they're Rutgers, garbage. I mean, they gave up th- they gave up they gave up three hundred and twenty five yards on the ground. I mean, that's, that's hard to not do. Guys. Good. That's hard to do. Think that's about that. Not good. Northwestern ran eighty five plays to fifty that uh, that Maryland did. Yeah, I. Uh, it's hard to gauge anything on that. Hey, thanks, Tom. We'll catch you next week after a Hawkeye victory. Okay. okay. Tom Caker of HawkeyeReport.com. Appreciate him checking in. As he does each week, we'll be back on the Hawkeye Huddle to wrap things up here on 1700 The Champ.
You're listening to the Hawkeye Huddle with Dave Creighton Jr. and Brett Ridge on 1700 The Champ. Real sports talk for real sports fans. I am back here in the Hawkeye Huddle. Brett Ridge, Dave Creighton Jr. at the Alchemy Lounge, the founder of the company. I'm going to recommend that um, you're interested in delicious drinks. You need to come down here and hang out with us. Yeah, it's a little bit. Yeah. Hang every out Thursday. With... Seriously, every Thursday, 5 o'clock, we're here. And they're doing whiskey. whiskey no, we get here at 5. The show's at 6. We're, so spend two hours. No, no, at us. 5. Maybe it's 4.30. They're doing whiskey tastings every Thursday. It's on this little sheet. It's on the sheet. It's, 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 it's got to be look, true. Read this. It says. <laughs> every Thursday. Yeah, maybe not next week. But it says today. Come on down. We'll get you. We'll get you a little taste of something. No right? worries. But we'll, we'll but be please here. please come down and yeah. join us. Yes, absolutely. We'd, we'd love to see you here. I uh, want to get into our, uh, our, our Stonehawker Remax Real Estate Home Team of the Week. Before we go there, let's thank our other sponsors, G-Migs. It's great to see uh, Bruce and, and Georgie over on – I was there Saturday morning. Oh, okay. A little Gr- breakfast. Yeah. A little breakfast. Mm-hmm. Girls were playing the games. Hit it. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Hit, nice. it, hit it pretty good. Uh, so George bought breakfast, which was nice, at his own place. He gets mad when that happens, but that's okay. <laughs> that's way, <laughs> so G- we so appreciate G-Megs and all their support that they have provided us over the years. AM, PM, plumbing. Brett, you know what they do? They do plumbing. They do plumbing. That's all they do is They're they do down plumbing. here in the junction. The nicest guys on earth. And they take care of everything you need. You got a clogged toilet? You got a clogged sewer? You can call AM PM. To say, ask David Creighton Jr. about those clogged toilets. Trust me. Yes. Yeah. Uh, okay. First one ever was Andrew Rich. <laughs> he did like to do that when he was young, didn't he? <laughs> Clog up your, yeah. Oh, that's all right. So, uh, the, uh, the, so uh, also want to thank Remix Concepts and uh, Doug Stonehawker at dsmrealestate.com. That's dsmrealestate.com. If you want to take a look, get the get the link right off of the HawkeyeHuddle.com. That's no problem as well. But uh, certainly uh, check him out. And, and the home team of the week this week, you've got one picked out. I, I got do. one picked out. All what right. do you got? My home team of the week is the Penn State Nittany Lions. Really? Yep. I'm going to take Penn State plus the points against the Ohio State University. Last five games they played against them under really a, under a touchdown. Penn State's undermanned or whatever. Who knows what's going to go on during this business? But my home team of the week for real estate simplified. There you go. There your home team real estate simplified. State. The Remax concepts. That's right. Plus uh, thirteen Doug, and a half. Doug Stonehugger. I got West Virginia. Kansas State, I like uh, it. Kansas State, uh, West Virginia's at home against number 16, Kansas State. My boy, Scarlett Thompson, three out and a, for They're three-and-a-half point do- uh, uh, favorites, even. But against fine, the, so. the ranked K-State yeah. Wildcats. Yeah, absolutely. You know, everyone has a good time in Morgantown, especially couches. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> uh, one thing we have not discussed. So, Wisconsin and Nebraska are not playing this weekend. What a um, bunch of hoo-ha. So... Um, and, 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 and you, you know, know we love Barry Alvarez because Kirk took him from in, Mason City, the whole bit. Yeah, absolutely. But here's the deal. And we love to make fun of Nebraska, right? I'm but sorry. When Nebraska says Just that talking the truth right. isn't exactly making fun. Right. But when you get Nebraska fans saying, well, they're afraid to play us. You know what? At the end of the day, 
you and I agree on this. Wisconsin's afraid to to play a football game right now because they'd be down to their fourth string quarterback. They'd be missing six guys. They're missing their head coach. They, let's be clear. They called this game off. The Big Ten didn't call this off, right? They should be playing, and we agree. They should what? Forfeit. If they don't play, they should forfeit. This should be a forfeit. Nebraska should get the win. Kevin Warren should find that little box in the world that owns his, pull it out, put them on, and go, um, Wisconsin, Barry, I realize you're more powerful than I am. However, here's what you need to do right now. You need to take your football team to Lincoln and get ready to play on Saturday morning. They're not playing Chattanooga. We're not going to let them do that. You need to go play football. And tough turkey that you're on your four-string quarterback. Tough tooties, right? Absolutely. I mean, look, we said this. Well, I've said this. You've said For it. the last six weeks. You've, Big Ten's it, not getting all these games in, right? During Nine all the time that impossible. Brett talks to himself, can you imagine the number oh. of times he has said to himself, I not getting right. all, they're not getting all these no, the things number in. of times I've said to myself, you were right. God, I am so smart. <laughs> these, but no, but I told of... you this was not going to be easy to do. And as soon as it comes up, and here's the thing, there's no plan. And so, uh, by the way, Nebraska tries to— How come to... there's no plan? How, so the, so, and Kevin Warren, Kevin Warren is quickly becoming the villain of the entire Big Ten. You know why? Because he's a freaking moron. No, I'm sorry, you because know, he wants Roger Goodell's job, and he thought and he— He's an absolute—so neither Bill— Neither? Bill Moose? Neither? Moose? Moose? Moss? Whoever's in charge over at Nebraska. Nor Kevin Warren thought, hey, uh, there's no game this week because we're going to let Wisconsin bow out, which is crap. But we're going to let Wisconsin do this because it keeps them intact. By the way, the way the Big Ten tiebreaker rules work, it's this, keeps, this keeps them in the hunt for the Big Ten championship, whereas if they forfeit, it doesn't. So if ha- that, if never the Hawks go 7-1 and, and Wisconsin goes 6-1, and one. Wisconsin wins. No, we no, do. we do because we beat them. But, but if the Hawks go if the Hawks go six and two, and they go six and one, you beat them head to head. Doesn't matter. They still go. That's crap. Iowa can go undefeated the rest of the way. Think about it. They should make yeah. anyway. They I, should no, make, Hawks could lose one more game. They should make. Oh, no, Iowa um, would lose Wisconsin one more game. Wisconsin in Nebraska yeah. play on Monday night. Yeah. They should do something. Dun, 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 dun. So Nebraska goes to try to play uh, uh, Chattanooga, Tennessee, Chattanooga. It's all set up to go, and Ken Warren says no. I'm sorry, you can't, can't do, do that. Sorry, you can't do that. Why not? I got no reason other than I said no. There's no reasoning coming out. It's just we said no. It's like talking so, to my mother when I was eight. I, I know. We just said no. So because. that was the end of it. So either way, <laughs> either way. Because. Just because. I hated that yeah, answer. Well, that's it's what you give a four-year-old, and I guess Nebraska's like that. And uh, but either, oh, by the way, way, Ren, this is uh, so amazing. Th- th- wow, yeah, that's good stuff. That's good stuff. It's the right stuff. Is it okay? It's the real uh, stuff. It's nice. It's it's fabulous. So um, anyway, uh, fire. We we agree. Fire. We are we're going to walk out of here every week. Oh my <laughs> god, the, I'm so glad I got a haircut. Yeah, yeah I wish I, I wish I did too. <laughs> Uh, everybody wishes I did. So anyway, um, we agree. This is and the, the Big Ten has this unbelievably long, convoluted uh, tie-breaking system that basically comes down to this: it's about percentage. It's so it's like you'd say, 
the you actually could be, you, you know could what be, you Wisconsin could, should never play another game. They'll be a hundred percent absolutely in in their end. Uh, uh, right now, eventually, what it gets to is if you if you're three games short, three, not one, not two, but three games short of the next closest team, then they throw it out. So Wisconsin only has to play the rest of the year. Five so games. They, they have to play they five. Play if five they go five total. and zero, and Iowa goes seven and one, including beating them. Then no, that, wouldn't that, work. that would not work. Tomorrow okay. on the Simple Math, we'll discuss <laughs> okay, how happen. Wisconsin goes undefeated without yeah. playing Iowa. Okay, let's do it this way. Iowa and Wisconsin don't play. It's the game they don't play. They go 5-0 Why five and would they not play? Uh, Was there a prom, a dance? They don't have to. They got. To, they decided not to. They just opted out. Well, we had a COVID problem. So Iowa goes 6-1. and one. Their only loss is to Purdue. They don't get to play Wisconsin. They're 6-1. and one. Wisconsin goes 5-0. and oh. What if Nebraska Doesn't play? wins Boom. the rest of their games except for, of course, on Black Friday? <laughs> what if pigs fly out of my... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's a good point. It's time for our Foundry Distillery. Are we all the way at the end of this Last already? call. Foundry Distillery Company. We were just talking we... about, remember when we came on the air, you said, when we first oh came God, on the air, so like, nervous. what are we going to talk about for an hour? Here's the thing. The last four or five weeks have been tough. This week, not hard at all, right? Plenty to talk about. Just two guys drinking in a bar <laughs> and, with and microphones in front of them. So we have the Foundry Distilling Company last call. Hawkeyes, uh, where are we, three-point favorites now? We, yeah, two and a half. Two and a half point favorites. Kinnick Stadium on Saturday. It's going to be so weird not being there. By the way, we were denied media passes. If you'd like to call Tracy Wagner at the University of Iowa and let her know, that's, that's uh, fine with me. Come on. Yeah. Hey, we hey, appear listen. to be media. We're on the radio. You know, Steve Rowe should know about it. 17 years. Come on. One, one. One pass to one game. They couldn't give us one pass to one game. Are you kidding me? Anyway. <laughs> and they still got my season ticket money, by the way. Well, not mine. So I know that you didn't. You didn't send it to him. No, I, I asked for a refund. Yes, um, I, I, I like my money. I just what am I? So saying? Northwestern clearly, after you know, clearly has improved a little bit over last year. Uh, Fitz said this week um, that you can set a, a clock by the way what Iowa does, right? So he clearly is saying I've got Iowa figured out. I would agree to some extent that he does have Iowa figured out. Iowa had lost three straight until last year when Iowa won 20 to nothing up there at Northwestern. It's amazing considering he thinks that, considering they didn't score a point last year. Didn't they get like 45 yards? It was brutal, right? It was actually it was a bad football game even, you know. Even I found um, it tiresome. I feel like he does have an idea of what Iowa's going to do, except for you got to watch a little more tape now on this team. This team does other things. And if Spencer Petrus is good... I, w- I was gonna, I was gonna score four touchdowns. Twenty-eight, twenty-four. It's closer than I got the Hawks twenty-four to twenty-three. Well, we got wins. Duncan, that's a We'll find out next week. Along the way.